Hello and welcome to the test run of the newly created podcast, Who Are You and What Are Your Intentions? I'm your host, Octavius Green Jr. of the illustrious Herbert E. Millen 151. Again, this is just a test for audio quality, sound, and just to make sure we have everything right. On the line for our test today, we have our very own worshipful District Deputy Grandmaster, Tony Tolley. Brother Tony Tolliver, how are you? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Now we just uh we're going through some stuff right now just to make sure that all the uh sound quality and everything is up and that I can hear you and that you can hear the uh everything that I'm putting through on the other end. Brother Tone, I remember uh not too long ago I had um asked you a question and the question was referring to or pertaining to uh someone in the lodge who was running either for the uh south uh the west could they possibly run for uh both seats actually being nominated and running or would it be a situation where you only could actually be nominated and run for only one seat you remember you can only be right i'm sorry you can only be nominated for one um, what we do is we mirror what the Grand Lodge does. Grand Lodge session, you'll have nominations right. on the first day of session mm-hmm. uh, and elections, voting and elections on the second day of session. Right. Now, the only reason I ask that question is because when you read it in the actual Constitution, it is it's not worded that way. And, Correct, uh, and that's I, I, that's why I think the uh, the indecisiveness comes in. So, if let's say someone wanted to challenge that, what do you do? They you think they have a leg to stand on, or would it just be we're just going to go with past practice, even though the past practice doesn't mirror what's in the Constitution? Well, the Constitution is, it's, in my opinion, when it speaks to the election process, uh, there's gray areas. And there's areas, uh, especially with that particular passage, that can be left up to interpretation. For example, there's a past master I had a heavy conversation with. Uh, he tends to believe that you nominate and vote for each seat Right. That's that's where I was at. That's what I, I as I understood it from me reading it. But there was no um, since that wasn't the practice. Since I've been in the lodge, I kind of just like, well, you know, this is above my head. But I wanted to look into it some more to try to get some more, uh, you know, some more information and maybe bring it up as a topic of discussion later on down the road. Um, again, we mirror the Grand Lodge. Right. You are nominated for a seat. And because of the process and the way that it's set up uh, through the Grand Lodge, it will only allow an individual to be nominated for one seat. Okay. Uh, for example, 
if uh, brother was nominated for junior warden, right. he cannot be nominated for senior warden or worshipful master okay. uh, through the current process of nominations and voting. All right. Now, switching gears a little bit, I put out something earlier this week on the app. It didn't get much. It didn't, uh, no legs. It, it grabbed nothing. It, it didn't get anything. But I really wasn't looking okay. forward to uh, get legs. Actually, it was just a question that I had on my mind about uh, is Masonic education important? And if so, how would you implement it? So, of course, there were a few uh, past masters that chimed in and said what they said. But I'm kind of figuring, in, in my mind, I'm saying maybe Masonic education is not important to the craft as it may have once have been. And that's not a knock against any of the brothers that are currently in the craft because maybe they came for more of the social aspect. Maybe they came for the charity aspect and maybe the education and the esoterics. This is not something that is as important to them as it is to some of us, you know, some of the other brothers and that's fine. But I kind of also think that some people think that, uh, memorization of the ritual is Masonic education. And to me, it's not, mm. it's, a, mm. it's a part of it, but it's not the whole of it. And I, and I think, well, go ahead. Uh, let me give you my take on, on that. First, first of all, I did not, uh, me, I didn't see any, um, I haven't looked at the app much this week, so I didn't, I missed that question. Right. Um, that you posed and I can, certainly get into that uh, give you an answer my answer um as far as masonic education what we do we make tarot masons mm -hmm. what do i mean by that we bring a class in and not only in 151 but in all lodges that uh i've seen in this jurisdiction uh, especially the first masonic history we bring 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 individuals in and we tell them, stand here, read this, memorize that, and regurgitate it back to us. Mm -hmm. There have been some senior deacons in the past that have actually taught some uh, of the classes that they were overseeing. Um, there were a lot that just had them to stand here, say this, remember that, and regurgitate that to us. Um, we have to get more into instruction as opposed to just memorize this. Right. One of the things that I did, uh, and I actually, I, I, when I served as senior deacon, uh, I had a dictionary and a thesaurus there present. And I stressed to those deacons that served after me to have a dictionary or some type of thesaurus there just to instruct these brothers. Because as you know, there's a lot of vocabulary that comes in that ritual that we have no idea what it means. So I, I feel it's very important to know what the, the verbiage is, what it means. What, is this, what, is this, what, what does this actually mean? Right. 
And we, we get away from that. We've gotten away from that uh, overall. So I, I strongly believe that, you know, we need to instruct more because there is education. This is education. This is, uh, for a lot of us, this is uh, education that we've never had. Right. When I came into masonry, uh, I was intelligent, but I couldn't speak. I couldn't stand in front of a crowd and speak. And going through the instruction um, with the with my deacon, um, Kenny Amos, who's no longer a member of 151, he's my senior deacon, and uh, he's a past master of Temple Lodge number 22, and Frank Black, who's a past master of this lot, 151, right. um, they actually taught us some things. So... We have to get back to the education part of it, as you and I have discussed in previous conversations. We're lacking that. Um, now, what was the question that you posed, if you don't mind? The, the question that I posed was, <clears throat> is Masonic education important to you? And if so, uh, how would you implement it? And okay. the reason I say that is because when you're a new member coming into this particular lodge, I don't know about any others. You're always uh, reminded and you're, you're told about uh, the importance of knowing your work and the light that you receive once you come through. And I'm not saying that uh, you don't receive any light. It's plenty. When I say it's plenty, it's plenty of brothers in, in Herbert E. Millen who are knowledgeable. There, there are a lot of past masters who can spit that work to you and also educate you. But structured, um, how can I say, uh, having structured classes or meetings based around Masonic education outside of ritual, I've never experienced it. And well, my thing is for some uh, brothers... That's what they want. Like, for instance, this is a product. Somebody is, somebody wants you to dedicate your time to the craft. They want you to be present. They want your money. They want you to assist in doing things. You got to give somebody something for that, for, for what you want. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a give and take. And I'm saying I absolutely, some absolutely people, agree with that. Some people want to be fed the social end of it. Some people want to be fed the, uh, how can I say it? They want to be, they want to be fed by the, uh, charity aspect of it. Some people want to be fed with the, uh, educational aspect of it. And I'm right. saying that this aspect, in my opinion, is just my opinions. Not, I didn't, uh, I didn't crowdsource this question. I didn't get feedback from anybody. This is just in my opinion. That part of it is not there. And if, if it's, if it's important, how would one such as yourself implement it? I implement it or, or it can be implemented. Let me say it that way. Um, just by being available to have Masonic conversations with younger brothers or newer brothers or, or even older brothers that have been around for a while. The constitution tells us that at each large meeting, we should 
be given some type of Masonic lecture and or education uh, from the Constitution, the ritual, or the lodge bylaws. Absolutely. Uh, that's the that's the form of education that uh, it's sad to say that a lot of lodges lack. They lack that. Uh, it's the worshipful masters. It's his, he he has to make sure uh, that information is given. Right. You know, they, they're, and even as, as a well-informed brother of a lodge, any well-informed brother should be uh, always willing and ready to give Masonic instruction as uh, a brother shall be able to, re- he, he should be ready to receive it. Now, that's strictly from the ritual right there, but there's a lot of truth in that. Right. Um, we as brothers of this craft, none of us know everything. There's always uh, a lesson to be learned. A brother that I had the pleasure of knowing when he walked this earth, right. Brother Charles Angus, he would always say, you never know how deep the rabbit hole goes. And it's true because there's always something to be learned uh, from the ritual, from the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, even lives by law. There's always something to be learned. And how you implement that is, uh, even at 151, there were times when this Master Mason night, which right. is Thursday down at the 151 Square Club, there was always some Masonic instruction given. There was always some Masonic instruction given. And the brothers would just suck it up and, and gravitate towards it, and it was always good information. Um, there's so many things that I've learned at the Square Club just from talking to uh, some of those past masters and well-informed brothers, the Roy Parkers, the Anderson Nobles, the Willie Daniels, the Ed Mobley, and the list goes on and on and on. Right. Uh, they were always ready, willing, and able to just pass off that information and knowledge to brothers that wanted it. Well, let me ask you a better question. If that was, yes, the, if that was the norm and that was the history, where and when did it change and why? The, the culture of masonry has changed. And from what I have seen and, and I'm seeing, uh, and just overall in masonry, right. it all becomes about something you mentioned, the good time. It comes well, with, it hold comes on, to hold me. on, hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, state something. The views and opinions of the guests and hosts on this show is of no way a reflection of the lodges and grand lodges we are affiliated. Now, with that being said, I didn't say, (laughs) I didn't say the good time. I said the social aspect of it, because I want to be all the way politically, politically correct. I I, I stand corrected. The social aspect. The social aspect. Got you. Um, A lot of brothers, they, Brothers come into masonry and they gravitate to the different parts of masonry. Right. The social aspect being one, the education uh, being one uh, part of it, the charity, as you stated. And it's room so for it, all. So everybody, please it, understand it is. that. There's room it is. for it's everybody room for and there's room for all. Everything. 
But it has right. to be a balance. It has to be a balance. And, you know, my opinion or the way I see things, the worship master of a lodge, he is the leader of uh, said lodge. And it is his duty to make sure that all of those aspects of masonry are touched on. And there is a balance. So that's that's what, what my opinion of it is. That's the way I view it. Mm-hmm. Because you're the worship master, you're the leader. You're a leader. You should be a leader of men. And you should know your craft. And if there's, if there, there, as we stated, there's room for everything, mm-hmm. but it all goes together the way I see it. Right, we right. can, we can educate one another. Right. We can perform our charity. And once our work is done, then we can socialize. Right. All right. Well, hey, so there listen, is room for everything. I think I got a good test run. I'm going to go back, check the audio, put together edited clips. And then, uh, you know, I, I'll post it so y'all can hear it. And then uh, next week or this week, we rocking and rolling. Sound good to me. All right. All right, bro. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, man. And thank you.